This morning on the third hour of today, winter blast. A massive storm sweeping across the country, bringing tornadoes, heavy snow, and rain all the way from the southwest to New England. We're tracking its path. Michaela making history. The World Cup champion and Olympic gold medalist just broke Lindsey Vonn's record, giving her the most World Cup wins of any female skier in history. And she's joining us live straight from the slopes. Plus, it's her bag, baby. And then it just goes together just like that? No way. Dylan tries her hand at making her own purse from start to finish and channels her inner fashion designer. Plus, off to the races, NASCAR legend Jeff Gordon and Daniel Suarez sharing a sneak peek of the very special racing season today, Wednesday, January 25th, 2023. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. Oh, and a good Wednesday morning. Welcome to this third hour of today. What day is it? It is Hope Day. Mike, 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 Mike. Oh, I love that. Uh, Craig Melvin. The early 2000s. Chanel Jones. Dylan Dreyer. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Thanks. That was good. I like that. Uh, Albert Roker here. By the way, it's a special morning it's for us. It's a great morning. Yes. Michaela yeah. Schifrin just moments ago became the winningest female skier of all time. And she there, there's the there's the photo to prove it. Wow. Michaela still. Still on the mountain. She is going to join us in just mere moments. Again, it Live. just happened a few moments ago, but we are going Exciting. to start this morning with that winter weather that's impacting tens of millions. In the south, you've got severe weather spawning tornadoes in Texas and Louisiana. You've got a major, major storm that's bringing rain and snow to much of the country. In fact, this is a live look at the, the wet and slushy scene in Chicago. This Michigan is the Windy City right now. Mr. Roker's got the full forecast and again, just a few moments. Maggie Vespa's standing by for us. She's braving the elements. She's in Indianapolis. Uh, Maggie, what's the latest there? Well, Craig, guys, as you can see, the snow now coming down in downtown Indianapolis. You saw us at 7 a.m. and it was kind of just a rainy snow mix, but now it's really picked up. Drivers being warned to take it slow. But yeah, as you said, this is nothing like what people down south are seeing. In Texas and Louisiana, we had 14 tornadoes or reports of them touching down in the last 24 hours. Multiple people injured, close to 200,000 without power. And then out east, you can see major cities expecting their first major snowfall of the season as this latest round of severe weather barrels east. This morning, millions across the South waking up to a trail of damage from a series of reported tornadoes. Louisiana hit overnight, leaving three hospitalized. Heavy rain and intense winds ripping apart homes and littering streets with debris. We huddled in the hallway until it passed. Residents near Houston out surveying the wreckage. Tornadoes injuring multiple people there, too. The back windows blew out of the house, and we just started seeing stuff flying past the house. Homes and businesses throughout the region in pieces. Cars nearly flipped over on front lawns. This house ripped open, its kitchen visible from the street. We had 15 structures damaged. In nearby Baytown, first responders rushing to help after a gas line ruptured and caught fire. And in hard-hit Pasadena, Texas, more than 70 animals were transferred from a shelter that sustained severe damage. The tornadoes also wreaking havoc on the roads, with this semi-truck left completely sideways. And this transformer completely igniting and catching fire. It comes as about 80 million people across the country are waking up to winter weather alerts. 
The Northeast bracing for even more snow later today from a system that already struck the plains. Heavy powder sweeping onto campus at the University of Oklahoma. Meanwhile, in Arkansas, drivers cautiously navigating slick roads. And in North Texas, inch after inch of snow falling on the city of Amarillo. With the storm moving east, millions preparing for a new round of severe winter weather. And what seems like the story of the season as well, we're already seeing this storm's impact on air travel. I know you guys showed the weather in Chicago. We just checked a flight tracking website counting 200 cancellations and counting when you look at all Chicago area airports. So Midway and O'Hare basically combined. And then also something that we just saw a report of online tied to those Texas tornadoes, that animal shelter. We've been getting a lot of questions about that. All those animals evacuated. We're told there is significant damage to that building, but none of the staff and none of the animals, guys, were injured. Oh, that's good. That's good. It is nasty out there, Mr. Roker. Yeah, Thank this, you, Maggie. This is the, the most active tornado January ever. Mm. Uh, and we're, all, we're not all the way through yet. It's kind of crazy. Let's take a look, show you what we've got going on out there. North of the storm, uh, we've, we're looking at uh, north of the storm, we got snow. As you can see, the winter storm advisories stretching for 50, 73 million people. You go down to the south, we've got tornado watches and warnings for the central panhandle of Florida. Uh, snowfall amounts, we're talking anywhere from 8 to 14 inches in Caribou, Maine, 2 to 4 inches in Buffalo, Indianapolis, where Maggie is four to seven inches and then heavy rain from New York City, Long Island, uh, New England, all the way down to the Carolina coastline. So oh. we're looking at uh, real mess airports up and down the I-95 corridor and as far west as Minneapolis is going to have airport delays. Be careful. And it clears yeah. out tonight yes. into tomorrow. Zip. All right. Well, speaking of snow, we have got some exciting news. It's breaking news from the ski slopes in Italy. U.S. alpine skier and Olympic gold medalist Michaela Schifrin wowed the world yesterday after winning her 83rd World Cup race, breaking Lindsey Vonn's previous record. And that, that makes her the world's most decorated female skier ever. Ah. Get this, folks. She just finished another race took first place, winning her 84th World yes. Cup race now. She is just just two wins behind the overall record. She's joining us exclusively from the slopes there in Italy. Michaela, congratulations. Michaela. Way to go. Congrats. Thank you. Congrats. <laughs> Thank you, guys. What's going through your what's going through that head of yours right now? Oh, of like a billion things. I'm a little bit little bit tired after eight or nine days of some some a lot of racing and very excited of course um yeah the last two days are just indescribable i feel really good with my skiing but um to be at this point in my career and still be contending to win this many races in a season is just uh, pretty it's pretty hard to explain I was just about to say, I was reading the most wins of any female skier in history and, of course, knocking on the door of the most wins for any ski racer. Can you wrap your <laughs> mind around that this morning? Uh, I'm not. No, I can't. I've never been very good at understanding, I don't know, records and whatnot. Um, sorry, it means you're really we're literally good. in the thick of it. There's a snowmobile right behind us. Um, <laughs> No, <laughs> it's it's a little bit hard to really put words to it. I, I don't know if there are words because I think everybody experiences this kind of thing differently. But um, it it means a lot. It's yeah, it's just as you can tell, I 
It's an overwhelming (laughs) moment for you. We get that, Michaela. And I was wondering also, I mean, there's the physical part of it, but there's also the mental part of this. Every race is different. Even as you're racing, conditions are changing, wind, snow, uh, the the conditions of the the course. How how mentally taxing is it while you're doing these races? It's, um, yeah, it, I think it's more mentally taxing than it is physically taxing because we train all, all summer long, all through the prep season, we're skiing, we're working out in the gym. So physically, it's uh, normally not the craziest thing in the world, even though it's still physically intense, but um, mentally, it's, it's the it's a long day. It's, you know, anywhere between nine and 12 hours to compete in a tech race. And you really only have to be on for two minutes of that time, but you have to, you really have to be on for those minutes and it's hard to time it properly. It's hard to, um, bring the right intensity at the right time. And it takes a lot of, a lot of mental energy to pull out your best skiing in the moment when it actually counts. And, um, it's just, it's been amazing to be able to do that so often this season and it's also today we had three in the top 10 for our u.s women so it's um pretty uh, just a really wonderful day for u.s ski racing yeah my teammates skied so well and uh it's just pretty pretty special to have this be the final gs race of the season before we go into world championships so um yeah, good good momentum to build off of. Oh, Absolutely. Michaela Schiff. Awesome. Congrats again. Congratulations. Uh, you, you Thank make, you. You make us all so very proud, Michaela. Yeah. Good luck Thank to you, you, okay? Thanks for Thank taking you. the time, Michaela. Yes. Thank you, yes. Thank you guys. Well, get off the slopes and shove an IFB in your yeah. 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 You know, I got to spend some time with her in Beijing at the Olympics. Uh-huh. The classiest of acts yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. She had she had some struggles there. Sure. Mm-hmm. And even after our, every race, she would talk. Mm-hmm. Every it was just it just so to see her have this success. Oh, yeah. and it's exhilarating. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I heard her tell Lester the other night that it almost feels like you're flying at its best. Yeah, I, I mean, imagine. there's no other sport where you're just coasting like that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm go still trying Michaela, to do a pizza go. stop. That's great. Oh, uh, nice. She's amazing. Okay. Well, skiing is her bag. Yeah. Dylan is trying her hand at making her bag. She's ready to join the fashion world wow. full time, maybe. Yeah. Try this today. We'll find out what we can all learn from her adventure. But up next, what's better for dry skin in the winter? Body in the winter, body oil or body lotion? What do you say? Oil, okay. lotion. The answer may oil. surprise you. All right, we're going to be Busting. right back, busting some skincare myths that are especially important in these cold winter months. We'll be right back. WD forty. <laughs> <laughs> We are back with this morning's Today's Checklist, and this morning we're going to bust some of the biggest skin myths to keep that skin healthy while we ride out winter. Dermatologist Dr. Angela Lamb is back. She's going to break it all down for us. Dr. Lamb, good morning Good morning. Good morning. So when it comes to keeping our skin healthy during the dead of winter, what's, what's the one thing that you want us all to remember? I want everyone to remember, moisturize, moisturize, moisturize. The moisture is so critical, and we're actually going to walk through some of the myths and the ways we can really tackle Mm. that winter skin. So should we moisturize morning and night? Yes, twice a day is ideal, especially after the bath or shower. Okay. Okay? Mm -hmm. So let's get to some of those myths. And the first one is you need to drink 
more water in the winter to prevent dehydration of your skin. Absolutely. That's a myth. Yes, that's actually a myth because you need to drink water mm-hmm. year round. But the water we drink actually doesn't penetrate our skin very much. No. It's actually the water that comes in contact with our skin and actually preventing the water from evaporating off of the skin surface. So you actually want to take baths, but moisturize after. Mm-hmm. And purchasing a humidifier increases the actual moisture in your environment. That's really mm-hmm. what you want to do. Okay. Baths. All right. Uh, popular misconception. We were talking about this, that you need to oil up your skin, that winter skin needs oil. That's a myth. That's a myth. Oh. Because oil actually does not trap moisture. I have so many people that come to me and say, but I'm putting on this yeah. oil and then within 15, 20 minutes, it's gone. my skin is dry again. Mm-hmm. There's a reason for that. You need certain types of moisturizers, but not oil-based ones. So, so you, what do you want use? ones that are actually emollients, so they draw water to the skin, mm-hmm. or something that's actually called a humectant that traps moisture. It prevents moisture from evaporating off the skin surface. Huh. And it should be thick? Yes, it should be thick. You shouldn't be able to see it. If you can hold it up to the light and see through it, oh. it's probably not thick enough for the winter. So an oil is not ideal. Can you give us an example of one? I know we don't like to name brands. Yes, but is there... yes, absolutely. So we have some um, ones, for example, like a CeraVe, mm-hmm. Cetaphil. People have heard of all of those. Okay. And especially mm-hmm. you want something that says cream. Cream. Yeah, like cream. in a tub. Mm-hmm. Like you scoop absolutely. it out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing that. it wrong for you. Yeah. I know, I know. So next one, we talk about exfoliating in the winter. Mm-hmm. It says you that's a myth that you should exfoliate in the winter. I thought you should do it, you know, throughout the year. Yes. So exfoliation is really trying to get dead skin cells off. But what you want to do is just use a better moisturizer. So when okay. people are trying to get those skin cells off, they're actually not treating the root cause. The reason why your skin feels like it needs to be exfoliated more in the winter is because it's actually dry. It's dry. So you don't want to exfoliate. Mm-hmm. You want to put more moisturizer on. Okay. Let's yeah. talk about another myth here. Sunscreen. This, this yes. idea that in the winter, you don't need as much. Mm-hmm. Not so, true? No, that is absolutely uh, not true. You need just as much sunscreen in the winter as you need in the other months. You guys just did a piece about some that's a you know a world-class skier so you know that look the snow is reflecting sun Mm -hmm. to the face Mm -hmm. you need to continue to use your sunscreen a broad spectrum at least spf 30 and again all those winter sports so Mm -hmm. skiing ice skating snowboarding you have to have that sunscreen on just not for couch surfing no (laughs) (laughs) i learned a lot yeah great great. i learned i've been doing it wrong for 40 years Uh, well that's not the only thing that's true there's always time for change. Yeah. Uh, for these tips and more, it's today.com. Thank you so much. All right, coming up uh, in Try This Today, I learned about everything that goes into making a beautiful bag from start to finish, and it just might inspire you to get crafting. Plus, NASCAR's Jeff Gordon and Daniel Suarez are here Hi. helping yes. us kick off an extra special <laughs> racing season. It's sound effects included. Thank you, Al. Thank you. Right back. <laughs> Do we need that? Yeah, we do. 75 years. I don't know. We are back now with our series, Try This Today, where we challenge ourselves to learn something new. And yesterday, we saw Craig give woodworking a try. Well done. Thank you. Um, (laughs) And today, it's my turn. For one day, I gave up science for style, hand-making my very own pocketbook. It was an afternoon of creativity and, of course, a few cocktails. (laughs) As the saying goes, behind every woman is a fabulous purse. And although we all have our own baggage. That is in Dylan Dreyer's wow. bag? Oh. I just had to try my hand at making handbags. This is Anthony Luciano's studio right here in Manhattan's Garment District. 
Anthony has been a leather craftsman and admired accessory designer for nearly 25 years. What is it about handbags that you like? I say handbags are a piece of art with a handle. Who have we seen carrying your bags? Meryl Streep has carried something at the Oscars. Mm -hmm. Judith Light is a really great client. Today, he's putting me to work for one of his sip and stitch classes. So what kind of accessories will people make at a sip and stitch class? Usually we make a really simple little card case. Then we do a little simple crossbody wallet. For today, we're going to do something special. We're going to do this larger bag. Oh, nice. I need a new bag. Everybody needs a new bag. (laughs) Cheers to a sip and then you'll teach me how to stitch? Yes, cheers to that. I love love it. it. First, we picked out fabrics. So you're going to need to figure out what you'd like for the outside first. Okay. This is just like intriguing. And my grandmother is... was obsessed with roosters. Or do I go with something more practical, more everyday? That yeah. matches all my outfits, but that's not fun. Okay, but right. That's a little boring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to steer you away from boring. Let's go wild. Let's, Let's do it. Let's do it. What kind of material do you look for for the inside of a bag for longevity? I usually use suede. It does wear really well. So these are the colors you want. A pop of color. Yeah, I think so. Beautiful wine color. This looks nice. It right. changes the whole it vibe. It changes the whole vibe. This is nice, nice too because it does pick up some of the greens mm-hmm. here. I think I, I kind of like this wine color. I like that too. Yeah. Next, we cut each fabric into a standard purse shape. Fortunately, Anthony has a stencil for that. Very nicely done with your finger placement along oh, the edge. Oh, thank you. I feel like I'm with my son. Like, stay in the line. No. <laughs> Then we glue the inner suede to a filler layer that will give the purse shape and add the exterior leather on top of that. But you want to be even, so not too much, not too much, and not too little because you you don't want any bubbles. Mm -hmm. Take a tool like this. To see that on my face in the morning. Right? It's great. I don't know what it does, but I like it. It feels good. (laughs) It feels good. When everything dries, we punch holes where the grommets and buttons will eventually go. Oh, that's easier than it. Yeah. Squeeze it in there if you can. Cool. And we edge paint so my project wouldn't fall apart at the seams. I'm pretty hot in here, so I'm going to cool myself down. Soon, it was assembly time. So we're going to fold these, line up all the holes. And then it just goes together just like that? No way. There you go. There you go. And then just screw this thing up. Oh my gosh, yes. We added straps for a crossbody look, and I have to say, I nailed it. And voila, my very own one-of-a-kind original. Look at my bag. Oh my God, look how cute that is. Oh my gosh, it is so adorable. I love it so much. I also want to give you a little cherry on the cake. Ooh. I feel like no one should leave here without a tassel. This bag just keeps getting better Better and better. Better and better. Yay! We say yes. How nice is this bag? I have to give like just a huge thank you to Anthony Luciano again for helping me create this bag. Hold it up. Um, Let them see. So, so what was really special when I saw this material? My grandmother collected roosters all the time, right? So I saw the material. I was drawn to it, and then I noticed like the rooster, the way we folded it by accident, ended up like right right in in the center. Uh, I call Rusty like Rusty Roosty, Rusty Rooster. You know, it's just like so. It means something to me. That's a beautiful um, bag. And it's just yeah. an awesome, perfect size, and you too can make this goes bag. goes with anything. That's right. It, doesn't it? 
Can we take those with me? Leather. I love the tassels. Really those with Chanel's outfit? I know. I'm like, tassels. I want to take it. Um, so oh, look at the inside. Yeah, That's nice. Way. Slave, right? Like, I'm really blown nice. away. Like, so does, how he cool give classes? So he gives classes. It's his sip and stitch classes. They run on Thursday nights right there in his studio. Sip so you have stitch. his full array of, you know, interior materials, uh-huh. exterior materials. And get this. It costs just over $100 for the whole Including experience. the bag? Including the bag. Oh, yeah, my this gosh. Is like, so, you're not getting that bag back. No, look Chanel. at me. I'm like, okay, bye. Can we end the show now? That, that, and Chanel, that's not a Chanel. That's a Dylan. That's a Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> she has been waiting all that's morning for that. that. I think I just good. sold. If this strong, bag were for sale, I think strong. I could sell this bag for you. It's really cute. And you can also give gift cards. So that's it's a great idea. Somebody who maybe would want to get some some. Groups together to make great, their own bag. Great idea. Oh. Are we just and so you're trying this today is tomorrow? Is Mine that right? Mine is tomorrow. Cecilia's so her try this. Mine tomorrow. So okay. is tomorrow. Hey, what are you doing? This is a fun series. What are you trying? I saw this class on Instagram and I decided to fly to Atlanta to join them. All right. Oh, oh the video I saw. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. You you want you want to tune in for this. But in the meantime, <laughs> start it's your really engines. NASCAR Hall of Famer Jeff Gordon and history-making driver Danielle Suarez is here putting the pedal to the metal on some exciting changes ahead of NASCAR's 75th season. And then later, why you want to add foam rolling to your workout routine, especially if you're a masochist. We'll show you exactly how to do it. And let's just say you're welcome in advance. Third hour of today will be right back. Oh, that right there. Right there. Oh, that's good. Ladies and gentlemen, start your engines. We are less than two weeks away from NASCAR season, and this year is extra special as the sport celebrates its diamond 75th anniversary. And to, so to celebrate, we've got two of NASCAR's greatest with us, Hall of Fame legend and four-time Cup Series champion, Mr. Jeff Gordon, and Daniel Suarez, who last season made history as the first Mexican-born driver to win a Cup Series race. Guys, good to see you. Good morning. Good morning. Nice having you here. Yeah. So, 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 Jeff, you've, you've had a part in this business now from, from racing, being a broadcaster, a, a team co-owner. Uh, what, what's going to make this 75th anniversary uh, for NASCAR so special. Yeah, I'm really excited when I look at, you know, the changes and the things that are trending NASCAR in the right direction right now. There's a, a brand new car that came out last year. It's just a more modern race car. It allows us to go to, to more road courses. We're going to go to a street course in Chicago right. this year. Wow. First time it's in history, exciting. which is very exciting. You see right here uh, the track at the L.A. Coliseum. This would not have been possible without, you know, a lot of the new features of this car. And then you got guys like Daniel Suarez, all these young drivers that are the superstars of the sport that are going to take it into the future. So we get to tell the story this year, the the past, the present, and the future. You have such a special perspective when you look back, you know, as a young driver, if you will. Has the sport changed more than it stayed the same, or is it still, at the end of the day, the same? Or how would you describe that balance? Well, and Daniel and I, we were talking about this last night, the physical fitness of these drivers. And it's not the type of fitness that you see in other sports. Mm. It's totally different. It's about handling heat and staying high. Hydrated and stamina, but, you, but the stamina, your heart rate, but but it's a, a much different type of fitness being in there. That when you put somebody, I, we put some athletes, some real you know football players yeah. and, and guys in race cars, and they were exhausted, just spent in five wow. laps. So. Um, it's changing the speed of the cars. It's changing the fitness, as well as you know how these guys are marketing themselves and their brand mm-hmm. and their sponsors with social media and how that's yeah. changed. The science and technology that that have become a part of NASCAR have really taken it to a whole new level. You made history last June, and and I don't think it was lost a lot of folks. You became the the first uh, Mexican-born driver to win a Cup race. Has, has the history-making aspect of that really sunk in yet? It definitely did. It definitely did. You know, it was uh, 
it was a very special year for me, a very special race for many different reasons. You know, it was in California. Uh, actually, you know, Jeff is, is from there. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, for me, he's the closest he gets to Mexico. So, yeah. so there were a lot of Mexicans there, a lot of support. So it was, it was quite special for me. Right there, I'm bringing a, a taco piñata. Uh, so it was, it was quite special. It's a victory that for sure, uh, you know, the first one is always very special. And, uh, and the first one, you know, I think that it will be the one that I will always remember. Can we, I mean, that was special, of course. But I hear that you also, there was some other history made recently. You're engaged. Hey! Yeah. Engaged, yeah. There's uh, Julia. Julia. Oh, Julia. Oh, that's so sweet. Uh, hey. Yeah, we, we got engaged uh, a couple Aww. months ago uh, in Monaco. Uh, it was actually the first time for me visiting Monaco. That's where she grew up. She mm-hmm. was showing me around. And, uh, and that's where... I decide to to give in. <laughs> Smart man. Congratulations. He's still young. He's yeah, still learning. Yes. Congratulations. That's when I surrendered. Yeah, exactly. Get used to it. Was, it. it. it was the next thing to do. Um, Jeff, so we're across the street from, you know, the SNL studios over yes. at 8H. It's 20 years now since you hosted Saturday Night Live. Ah. What do you remember from back at that time? Being terrified. Uh, <laughs> oh, look no, at that. I, I look back at it and and I was really nervous about doing this because I felt so out of my element. I'm a race car driver. I'm not supposed to be on a stage doing monologues and skits, but it was one of the best experiences of my life. And now I look back on it and and it was just huge. You know, I I, I don't know that there's ever been another race car driver that's ever hosted. No, I don't think. Daniel, we got to get you up there. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. that's my goal. Hey, he's a funny guy, so I can can see him having a good time. So yeah, it was really special. Can't wait for that, guys. Thank you so much for being here. Thank Thank you. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. And want to remind you, NASCAR's 75th anniversary season begins on February 5th. And NBC Sports exclusive coverage of the season's second half, including the playoffs and championships, begin in June. Good stuff. All right, coming up and start today, we are on a roll. How foam rolling can help you feel better without costing a lot of time or money. We're going to show you how to do it. Right after this. We are back with another edition of Start Today, and this one will help you feel amazing, or so we're told. Yes, yes. I've heard a lot about fans. foam rolling. Yeah, we talked a lot about foam rolling. You guys swear by it. It's a massage. It massages the muscle knots, and apparently they loosen you right up, right? So here to walk us through all of the proper techniques as editor-in-chief of Women's Health. At least we went right to the top. We go to the best of the best. <laughs> Liz, we love Women's Health Magazine. So let's start with the basics. What is foam rolling, right? Well, you nailed it. You want your body to feel feel better. And there's really not much you can do wrong except doing it too hard. Okay. Because it hurts. Kind of. It's like a good hurt though, but you don't (laughs) want to get into it too hard. Um, So really what foam rolling is doing, it's increasing circulation and blood flow. It's improving your range of motion. Great to do before a workout and also awesome for recovery after a workout. All right, let's get into it with a really basic beginner move. Everyone can do this. Mm -hmm. The uh, quad roll. All right, so down on your hands and knees. And you're going to put the roller (laughs) right in front of Uh you. This one's sitting down. And you are going to walk your hands just a little bit forward. Okay. And now you want that roller to hit it kind of at the tops of your thighs. And you're going to be rolling forward. On both at the same time or just one? I like to start with both, but you're kind of leaning extra pressure into one leg or the other. That's good. 
Yeah. Yes, it's good. That's what you're and you're going, you you're rolling that. up and down. No, you're not lactic nice. acid. It feels you so guys nice. all think this feels Now, here's the trick. Pause when you find a sticky spot. A little tight spot. Yeah. And now rock back. Come on. Oh, left and right. Very yes, nice. and then you can switch legs. All right, what is this? So what is that oh, wait, doing? I was like loosening it up. That's loosening it up. There are adhesions, mm. um, knots, stickiness. That's just breaking it up like for you to. Liz, how often should you no. be uh, rolling out your muscles like this? Honestly, I would do it every day. That really? Once a day, twice a day. You like it? You can foam roll all day long, oh. and you would be like the. You would feel so good. But uh -huh. no, I would okay. say pick pre or post workout when you're already in your workout mm. outfits. Um, that's a great time to do how it. About to calves? Yeah, let's get to calves. All right. All right, so many of us have tight calves. If you wear high heels, like I've started mm -hmm. to again, maybe they're particularly <laughs> tight. So you're sitting and your legs are extended straight in front of you. Mm -hmm. Now start with the roller just below your knees. Okay. And same thing, you're gonna roll forward oh, yeah. and back about That's an inch, good. slowly. This is a common That's mistake, good. is going too fast. That does oh, You want it to right. roll. And you're we gotta make sure we get to the IT band, by the way. You're putting a little more pressure in one leg and then you're gonna alternate on the other. Okay, All right, and then take it up really to the good. hamstrings. Okay. Oh, Again, I like there. to start at the top of the muscle. So just <laughs> under your glutes. Okay. Legs the workout in and of itself. Now, if you wanted to amp up the pressure when you're a little, you know, you've done it a few times, you're getting used to it, you can stack your legs. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. And if you want to take okay. down the pressure, don't oh. hover. Don't so you're about an inch up. Yeah, that'll reduce some of the, the, the extra okay. pressure. You okay, so your, you can really do what feels best for you. Why do people say this hurts? Because this feels really nice. Oh, okay. I agree with you. Can yeah. we go IT band then? Let's yeah. do the IT band, Greg. Yes, yeah. yes yeah. I love this one That's, too. All right, so and why roller, is this such an important area to target, Liz? So this is connective tissue that runs from your knees all the way up to your hip. Mm -hmm. So many of us have IT bands that are tight. Yeah. Now, it, you don't just have to be a runner training for a race. It's just going about daily life. Okay. This not only feels amazing, but it's going to help break up some of that tension, those aches and pains. You're just going to feel better. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, so act as though you're doing a side plank on your forearm. Okay. And you've got it just below. Oh, like on the your side. hip on the yeah. side. Yes, it's on the okay. side of your thigh. Think of that. <laughs> and now do just like we were doing before, about oh, up and down an inch. I oh, know. Oh, sorry. You're so gonna big. feel it quickly. Yeah. Oh yeah, you, you do. Okay, feel okay that one hurts. Band. That one hurts a little. And yeah. yes, a little. This is That's good. Roll that out. And That's what I have to do for my knees. I'm glad you mentioned that, Dylan. This is a very sensitive area. There is no yeah, good that one, comes of going too yeah. hard. You don't okay. get extra points or gold stars. <laughs> Does it help just if a, my butt's in your face? <laughs> <laughs> just a little pressure is Liz good. Liz Foster, thank you this so much. It's really appreciated. Third hour of the day. I'll be right back. Before we go, we are thrilled to have the NBCU creators yes. with us in studio today this morning. Say hello, creators. Hey. There you go. There are 10 of the biggest names across TikTok and Instagram. You combine them, they got 12 million followers. Wow. Uh, so welcome today. Uh, we can't wait to work with all of you. Watch out, TikTok. Thanks, all right, guys. big things ahead. Speaking of which, coming up tomorrow on the third hour, do you want to try me or watch me try out the <laughs> dance class? It's an aerobics class. I gave the, it's called Get Down, Stay Down. It's in Atlanta. It's a cardio step class. I gave it a try. It's a good reminder that exercise can be Get fun. Down, yeah. Stay Down. That's, like that, that. that's my mind. That's I felt. Get, Get down, down, Stay, stay down. down. Not getting up. All right, coming up on Hoda and Jenna, Chef Lydia Bastianich is making the perfect roast chicken. Mm. Let's get in on One that. more shot of the influencers. Woo! Influencer! Assemble! Yes! Yes!